Well, again, everybody, and welcome back to your daily edition of the Trick Podcast of Joy here on Gosso TV and the Gosso TV network on this awesome Monday. I love Mondays because I love my life and I want to keep talking to you maybe for the next few episodes about never giving up. I want to tell you a story about how I actually haven't always liked that phrase, never give up, even though it sounds weird. But uh, years ago, I had a friend who had been following me on Facebook and all of my podcasts and videos and such, and she was going through some challenges herself. And I know she meant it well, but I think she either texted me or we were talking she said, Trig, what I love most about you is that you never give up. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, well, I know why that didn't sit well. It didn't sit well with me because I didn't want to admit that I wasn't uh, succeeding at life at the time. Because, and, and she meant it this way because she, she explained it to me. When she said, I never give up, what she meant is, you definitely aren't succeeding right now. You're definitely trying a million things. None of them are working, but good for you. You never give up. <laughs> it's like one of those sideway or whatever backside compliments. And well, the reality is that I was wrong and she was right. I was wrong in feeling that to not give up was a negative thing. In fact, what a great thing to say. What a great compliment she paid me. She gave me to say that I never give up. Because guess what? I never give up. And of course I wasn't succeeding at the time. And guess what? That's that's part of life. And you know what? I still feel like I'm not succeeding at life. You can go back and look at some of the episodes in the last few months about that. And I don't, I'm not depressed. I'm not down in the dumps. I'm not. I'm just simply acknowledging what my goals are and the fact that I'm not there. And I'm going to get into the details of that here in a second. But when my friend said to me, I admire you because you never give up, I now realize what a powerful statement that is and what a powerful thing to say that is. And the reality is that I want to say to you, how awesome that you're not giving up. And I want to be an example to you of someone who, regardless of success, regardless of what that means to you, even regardless of your past or the challenges, the goal is to never give up. That is what you need to do today, is to not give up. Stop giving up. And so... I want to take you through a few of the things that maybe have made me feel like giving up or have cost me reason to want to give up. And again, I'm not depressed, not that I haven't been, nor is this some sort of life or death thing, not that people don't deal with that. So let me just first say how serious this idea of not giving up is, because it can get pretty dark for many of us. So I have a few times that I've wanted to give up. First, when it comes to my knee and my fitness goals, I've always been in shape, but the last hmm, 10 years, my knee has been acting up and blah, 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 excuses, and also some truth, the fact that I had surgery 
20, 30 years ago. And, and so things are now just sore and obviously almost being 50, all that stuff. So that, in terms of pursuing my fitness goals, at times I've wanted to give up. Number two, when it comes to the church, especially the last maybe 10 years, just uh, negativity and uh, criticism, realizing that not everyone loves me. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> that has made me want to give up. Sure. Number three is my preaching ability or my, quote, speaking gifts or what I sometimes say is a lack of a speaking ability the self-doubt that comes with that because of my perfectionism, I don't know, a lot of things, that has definitely made me want to give up on preaching and speaking. Um, let's see, my online lack of success, comparing myself to others, wanting more views and more comments and more likes and more of this and that and the other, more subscribers, and the fact that my numbers are low and have been low for 10 years that I've been doing this, that also has made me want to quit and give up. And, and I actually did quit for a while. And I'll tell you more about the things that I have quit and the things that I haven't quit. And so, and then maybe just going back to uh, the, the, the second one, just negativity. It's been... Um, eye-opening to me and shocking for some reason. I think I sometimes have this godly anesthetic or loss of short-term memory, which I do thank, thank God for, meaning I don't always remember all the horrible things that people say or do to me. And I think that's a gift and a curse, a gift because I don't hold grudges unless you really, really cross me. But the negative part of that is that sometimes I should be more aware to defend myself more. So, negativity, obviously, and my guess is that all these things are things that have happened to you, not exactly like in terms of church or preaching, but fitness things, career criticism, I mean, all of us have dealt with those kinds of, those obstacles. Maybe you've been through uh, a, a relationship break, you might be a single mom or a single parent, you might be a young person who went through a recent breakup. So obviously relationship issues are a big thing. And by the grace of God, that's not one of the areas where I have felt like I have failed or like quitting, even though this that is a very common place where people either feel like quitting or maybe the other person quit on, on you. Now, what did I do as a result of these things? So what things should I have quit? Because I think the question should be, is a fair question, which is maybe you should quit some things, right? That you're doing. Maybe there are some things that you should, you should not um, persevere in, right? That you should let go of. Well, in terms of my social media expectations, I gave up about six months ago, all of my Facebook stuff and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter the only place where now I have a presence is really through this podcast and I upload music videos to YouTube. So all of my live streaming and constant posting and, and, and of course, the expectations of success through those things, selling things and online marketing and lead pages and click funnels and email marketing and oh my goodness, I would say five years at least of 
looking to be successful online through through online marketing, I gave that up and I'm so thankful for it. Number two, I also have given up on wanting to do maybe too many things all at once. I feel like I don't think it's a giving up that I have done in some of these things, but it's more of a converging. As you get older, I've read many books and classes, The what you want to be looking for is convergence. If you're in your 20s or 30s, you're obviously still very wide open. You're looking to experiment and to experience a ton of things, and you should. But as we get older, you want to begin to kind of uh, simplify your life. And so I'm no longer wanting to be the next John Mayer. Well, sometimes when I watch him on stage. But now my music is more within the church, which has always obviously been my, my passion. And in terms of my success as a business owner, I, I don't... I still have inklings of wanting to especially work with uh, my children, our kids, in the area of, of media and social media marketing. I've also um, give up, given up, let's just call it again, giving up, wanting to have the body of a 25-year-old. You know, I, I've, I've realized that being fit at 50 is going to look different physically and mentally and spiritually than being fit at 25 just because of body chemistry and and just biology right now what are the things that i have not given up on that i have even become more focused on even though there have been a ton of obstacles well number one is my fitness goals yeah it's true that i can't run as fast as i could or as even as freely as I as I once did, but I continue to go for a power walk. So yesterday, like an old guy, I went for a power walk. This morning, I went to uh, pick up our son at the beach. He uh, takes some surfing classes. He's taking some surfing classes out there in Huntington Beach. And I saw a bunch of guys my age and older walking. And so I thought, I think I'm going to maybe even go to the beach and walk on the on the bike path there. So, number two is I'm not giving up in my church goals. Of course, never. I mean, not only is that what pays the bills, but really even regardless of that, church is my, it's my passion. Church, worship, preaching, speaking, leading, seeing something through, building something from the ground up, succeeding at it when maybe the odds are against me or against us. So there are many things that I continue to persevere in, especially fitness, church, obviously my marriage and family and uh, just uh, my, my pursuit of, of God. But I would say especially in the areas where I feel like I am lacking, I am continuing to persevere. Now, I want to give you some hints on what has saved me, what has helped me to not give up. I would say number one has been my wife. The amazing support of Rochelle has been incredible. I think that I've only realized it more and more as, as I go through more life and more disappointments and failures. I think that, I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes indescribable how I feel about Rochelle and her support for me. It is, it is something that is magical, it is simple, it is powerful, it is deep, it is real, it is of God. I, I told her recently, just a few days ago, I told her, you saved my life. To think back on 
who I could have been without her, the kind of people maybe or relationships that I was having at the time and and, and I and and now who I have in her and all that she means to me in in her beauty, in her love for Jesus, in how similar we are, in our personalities, our passions, our love, our fun, our laughter, our our normal life our pursuit of the kingdom of God, of the church, how I support her, how she supports me, how we're perfectly made soulmates and match made in heaven. I mean, I don't know how many cliches you can throw in there, but it really is a beautiful thing that I thank God for. So she, now you may not have that perfect person in your life. I'm not saying that we're perfect, but I mean that ideal person. But don't let that stop you. If you don't have that person right now, God can bring that person into your life tomorrow. And if you don't want anyone, then God can give you the strength on your own. And so, but she has been uh, number one. I would say also, of course, music, prayer, the word of God, church, sermons, podcasts, all those things, input has been very important to me. I learn by listening. I learn by processing, sometimes by writing, by thinking, by talking into this microphone by sharing my thoughts with you i learn mostly by listening to great input i would say also mentors i have had countless mentors from therapists to family to my mom to things that my grandma used to say to thousands of books millions of hours of listening to podcasts and videos and courses and all these things that has been an amazing amazing source of of encouragement and guidance and i think even one that maybe is is not often said it's just accepting my my low seasons accepting the low times the bible is very clear ecclesiastes 3 says that there's a time and a place for everything and to expect yourself to always be at 100 percent in every area i think is unrealistic you don't want to get too low you don't want to stay down for too long and i don't know how long that is for you for me, if I am low for more than three months or six months, then I need to go see a counselor or maybe I need to go back on my meds or or I need to change some habits in my life. But if it's maybe, as I call it sometimes, a low-grade type of melancholy or sadness or letting my feelings get the best of me, if it's just even, yeah, even a month, I'm okay with that because I know that that's just how how seasons come and seasons go. Uh, music used to be a bigger part of my life as far as writing out my feelings. I used to write a ton of songs. I don't write as often as I used to, both on paper or blogging or even music, but I feel like most of my creative or my processing energy has gone to this podcast and and videos here and there. Now, I would say that maybe another, yeah, maybe a couple more things that have saved me, tons of positive people. Even though there are negative people all around us all the time, reality is that there have been a ton of encouraging people in my life through the years, tons of them. And so I'm not one to read notes from the past or keep things. Sometimes I'll screenshot an encouraging text or maybe um, a picture that reminds me of something positive. But I would say the number one thing that has kept me focused, that helps me to never, ever give up, that 
no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, how I'm feeling, what people may say or what the numbers look like or any of that, the one thing that has kept me focused is to remember my own goals, is to remember my own commitments and who I want to become, is to go back to that heavenly calling, to that passion in your mind, in your gut, to that dream, to that aspiration, to to that thing that you know is in you because you know and you know and you know. That, that, that one thing, I don't think it's two or three or four things. I think it's that one thing that may include or it might, con- it might um, conclude, not conclude, but it might include two or three other things. But that one thing, whether that is a, a person or a picture or, a, or an object or a place or a thought or an idea, you might want that one thing to be that you want to travel. It might be that you want to be in shape. It might be that you want to have a house. Whatever that one thing is for this season is what keeps me and what keeps all of us going. You have to be clear not for the rest of your life, but clear as of today on what that one thing is. And it doesn't always have to be, as I said, a career choice. Like I'm going to be a nurse, or I'm going to, I'm going to leave, I'm going to move to another state. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. It could be, it could be as simple as I want to lose five pounds. It might be as simple as I want to start a YouTube channel, or I want to, yeah, buy a house by 2019 or 2020. Whatever that one thing is, you have to be focused on that thing. And you have to be clear on what that looks like, what it feels like. Maybe are there people on Instagram or on online or in real life that that inspire you, that you are in a good way jealous of, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a good way. Jealousy obviously is, is not normally a, a very healthy thing. But are there mentors or examples online that you, that you say, I want to be like them? Now, you have to be very careful with that, especially if you're younger, because, well, even for people like me, but especially if you're younger, it's very easy to, to either be jealous of other people's success or feel pressure because of their success. So you have to be very, very careful with that. And to, as, as people always say, just hold things loosely. But focusing on the one thing on your main thing right now is so crucial. Now, you might say, well, I don't know what my one thing is. That's fine. Do whatever you're doing right now at the highest possible level. If you're working at an elementary school, then be amazing. Show up on time. Make sure that you're awesome with the kids. Get new outfits. I don't know. Take a shower. Go for a run. I don't know. Whatever it takes to be the best employee or or if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a a nine-to-five person, if you work in the health industry, whatever it is that you're doing, even though you may not know what your one thing is, just do whatever you're doing at the highest level. And also know that your one thing may not be the only thing you can do right now. If you are a musician or a writer or a creative type, but you have a nine-to-five, you might have to write at night. You might have to blog at night. You might have to do your videos on the weekends. But keeping that main thing the main thing, as, as that book used to say, is crucial during times of wanting to give up. So for me, my one thing, as I said, 
is I want to have success and impact in the church. I want to speak to thousands and thousands of people and yes, of adoring fans, impacting their lives for Jesus Christ. And I want to be at the center of that. I want to be in the center of God's will by being the the motivator and the inspiration to thousands of people. My examples that I have, and people criticize me for this all the time, but it doesn't really matter to me, are Joel Osteen, because he's an amazing speaker, he's fit, he's in shape, he's about my age, and he leads a church of, what, 30,000, one of the largest ones in the country, and he's an amazing speaker. There's also a local guy, Bayless Con- Conway, Conley, He's a pastor of another large church called Cottonwood Church here in in Los Alamitos area. I admire his success, his speaking, his ability to inspire. I mean, he's changed my life. Through one sermon, he changed my life. Easter, what was that, 2015, 2016? He changed my life. One 30-minute talk changed my life. That's the kind of impact I want to have, and I know I'm created to have. And then the kind of churches and facilities that I admire are those that are large, that are powerful, that have all kinds of people, all colors, all ages, young and old, with amazing music and powerful preaching and ministries just up the wazoo and and people going out of the church changing the world for Jesus. That's my my one goal. And um, I want to have that kind of success. And even though... Other people, Christians, non-Christians, may say this or that, or may not, not, may not be their goal. It doesn't really matter. That is my goal, and that is what I am committed to do as long as I live. And that's what I've been, that's what's been in me forever. I've always known of what God could do through me, the gifts that He's put in my heart, and uh, of, of what I want to keep doing. Now, I think another thing that is very important in terms of not never quitting is getting rid of things that are negative getting rid of negative people situations and circumstances so for example there are jobs that i've had that yeah pay the bills for a season but weren't moving me in the right direction so either god threw me out of those area out of those jobs or i left or vice or a combination of the two even though we all go through times when, when push comes to shove and you have to just grab whatever job you have out there, I think that at, the, at some point you need to say, this is not my calling. I need to pursue something else, even though right now I may be doing this, but I know that I'm supposed to be going over there. You have to say no to even a good thing. I read this book a while back called... Um, I think it's called The Big Leap. Yes, Big Leap. And I love the idea of the the danger of being good at things versus being great or your area, he calls it your area of genius. You know, I am amazing at music and I'm, I'm a pretty good administrator. I'm a pretty good, I don't know, keyboard player, but I'm an amazing, I don't know, mentor and motivator and speaker and and leader I'm an amazing person that at communicating God's word in a way that especially people that are new to the faith or are not totally churchy people can can understand what God has for them. I have a, a drive and a, and a 
passion and a gifting from God to to clarify, to motivate, to help people take that next step, to not give up themselves. And so when you get clear on who you are, regardless of what people say, regardless of the negativity, regardless of even what you've been doing in the past, you will you will persevere. As I mentioned in yesterday's episode, going from music to lead pastoring really hasn't been hard at all. It's, it's, I feel like that's to be a lead pastor has been my true gifting my whole life. It's just that for many reasons I delayed and I waited till my mid-40s to follow that call. And now I'm here and I'm not going back. You have to know what to say no to, even things that you're that you could be okay at. Now, as I said, I'm almost 50, so you might be in your 20s, you might be in your 30s, you might be in your 60s, 70s. You have to evaluate your current life stage and say, okay, what, as far as you hearing me, you, you have to say, what can I learn from his life and apply it to my life? Not everything is, is for you, obviously, because you might be at a different life stage. You might be the same age, but your circumstances are different. But you have to be willing to let go of okay things in order to pursue the great things. So what do you think you're a genius at? Like, for example, for me, I'm okay at piano, but I'm amazing at guitar. I'm even maybe more amazing at singing, just from how I feel and et cetera, feedback and all the rest. So to try to go out there and be a concert pianist would be silly for me. It's not even my passion. And I'm not that great at it. Instead, I focus on the things that I'm amazing at. My music, my speaking, my church leadership, loving the church, helping people connect with God. Those are the things that I love most. This podcast, I could be focusing on video and trying to lose 20 pounds and comb my hair a certain way and I don't know, whatever, get, <laughs> get a nose job. Instead, I'm focusing on what I love, which is audio. I love this podcast, and I hope you enjoy this content. You have to say no to certain things, even if people criticize you, even if the money isn't there right now, even if the money is never there. Yes, you have to make things work. You may have to rely on your husband, your roommate, your parents uh, to make ends meet for a while, but to... To do what you love is, is the point. And the way that you're going to be motivated to go to work and get up early and go to the gym and all the rest is by focusing on your goal. Now, when a lot of Christians, a lot of people that I talk to, they I would say they make a mistake of saying that their goal is to honor God and love people. I, to that I say, well, of course, I mean, that's the assumption, right? I'm assuming that that's what you want to do. You don't want to go and hurt people and love yourself. <laughs> but, but I try to encourage people to be specific. I'll never forget my dad saying to me, son, what kind of guitar do you want? What color? What shape? How many strings? What brand? And I thought, I don't know. I just want a guitar. He said, well, look him up. I, there was no online back then, but he... He encouraged me to go to the store and just pick one. And so guess what I did? And about five years later, some amazing friend came up and said, I want to buy you any guitar that you want. 
And I said, can we go to the store? I know exactly what I want. We went to the store the next day. I got exactly the guitar that I wanted, that I had been thinking about, that I had seen weeks before, months before, that my dad encouraged me to, to, to choose and to pick. You have to be specific. Not all of us like Rocky Road ice cream. Not all of us like, I don't know, rap. So don't tell me that you love everything or that you just want God's will. Of course you want God's will. Of course you love everyone. But what specifically is yours, is, is your unique calling. There is a uniqueness. And, and if you can't think of it that way, maybe you're more communal and not as individualistic as the rest of us. Think of it, what is best for your community, for your family? What is best for your, for your, yeah, for your home, for your friends, for maybe your city, your society, your country, the world? Depends on how large you want to get with this. But if you're not maybe motivated by individual goals, think of community goals. What is best for your city, for your community, for the earth? When my friend said to me that one day, Trig, I'm so proud of you because you never give up. I was mad at the time. But in reality, now I'm so thankful that she said that because it's, it's rung true. I can honestly and proudly say that perhaps my greatest gift to the world, to, to our children, to you, is that I never give up. I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I don't feel like my life is over. I don't feel any of that. But I don't think maybe my, my greatest my greatest uh, legacy will be that I became president or that I sold a million records. I probably won't do any of those things. I'm still holding out to lead a large church <laughs> to have a, a nice uh, six-pack. <laughs> well, maybe not a six-pack, but to be in shape once again. But perhaps my greatest legacy, maybe our greatest legacy, is to say to others, to ourselves, to God, to life, to this universe, to our kids, to our friends, is that we never gave up. And maybe my friend, not only was she right, but maybe she she under, she got it more than I did at the time. And I hope that she never gives up. Because if you think about it, a lot of people are giving up. It's easy to give up. It's easy to give in to the negativity and the sadness, the depression, the overeating, the all of the things that come our way. Never give up. Stay focused on your goal. Ask God for support, for help. Say, Lord, I need you. Help me. Look for the support of your friends and family, counselors, mentors, podcasts. I hope this podcast motivates you. I hope my, my own story motivates you. You know, my church is small. We have some issues. People have left. There's some budget problems. But guess what? I'm never going to give up on my church. Same thing with my fitness goals. Yeah, maybe 20 pounds overweight and some shirts no longer fit. Guess what? I'm going to go for a run here soon. I'm never going to give up. I'm going to go to the gym, go for a run, whatever it is. Eat less, love my wife, read my Bible, pray every day. Pray, pray, pray. I need to pray a lot more. I don't know what your goals are, what your pursuits are. I don't know what you're being tempted, what you're tempted to give up on. Are you being tempted? Are you tempted to give up on your marriage, on your career, your goals, your aspirations, your dreams to be 
on video to travel to be married to buy a house to lose 10 pounds to help the poor to become a nurse to travel to be a missionary are you are you being tempted to to let anxiety and depression and fear overwhelm you and paralyze you what can you do this day today tomorrow this week to get moving to get going to never give up what's the the one simple step the one degree of separation what is the one step that you can take that will get you moving in the right direction and then do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day who are the the people that can encourage you is it your mom your family friends something online make sure that you're you stay focused on those things and most of all pray pray at all times read god's word go to church be inspired go online and listen to joel osteen or your favorite preacher listen to me listen to people that will lift you up and that will guide you go to church talk to your husband hang out with your kids go for a walk go for a run pursue love love and beauty in life never give up no matter how sick or how tired or how depressed or how broke you are you might feel lonely you might be you might be going through a financial crisis maybe you're you're going through a, a family crisis or a problem with your ex-husband or your baby mama or daddy or whatever your ex and your all these things your maybe your kids if they're adults they're going through challenges don't let that stuff bog you down never give up maybe your business is not well or you need to make some changes or you financially you're going through some crises maybe it's a personal thing that you can't even process or you can't even you can't even acknowledge never give up go to the therapist take the meds go for a run never give up i hope that that is my greatest legacy to you an example and now do we all want the success and, and the awesome tight body and an amazing i don't know financial uh, our bank account to be amazing and all those things of course we all want that and that will come in time matthew 6 says seek first the kingdom of god and everything else will be will be added to you do not be anxious about tomorrow what's the point instead work hard today trust god never ever give up i hope that these tips can lift you up i want to keep talking about this particular topic of never giving up uh, all week i i think so i encourage you to come back tomorrow share this episode with a friend who is maybe uh, on the edge of giving up or maybe they already gave up and you can just tell that they need encouragement share this episode with a friend most of all make sure that you come back here every day to listen to the trick podcast of joy thanks again for listening make sure that you share comment like share this episode with 10 friends let them know that you are a a ghost donation a member of the ghost donation thanks again everybody i will see you next time thank you for listening to the david trigg show Find the complete archive at davidtrigg.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week, we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning. <laughs>